are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hark the sound, it's your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for you today. Miami game is postponed due to some players deciding that Snapchat adventures were more fun than preparing for the hurricane. So we're going to have that conversation. It's not going to be fun, but hey, listen, been there, literally done that. So we are going to get through it, right? Carolina Duke was a great game, so we want to talk things positive. And then we also got our women holding it down, getting back in sync with the win vibes, right? Taking down number four NC State over the weekend. So let's get right into it. I hope you guys had an excellent weekend. If you saw the Super Bowl, you were so pumped about it. If you're a Tom Brady fan, if you're not a Tom Brady fan, you were excited for some good football. Oh, yeah, we didn't get that either. I don't know what was going on with the Chiefs. I personally think that, that whatever happened between the assistant coach kind of rattled everybody. I know at the end of the day when you say, oh, well, we're all locked in, it's, it's hard when you have some serious things going on in your organization. And you can try to play it as best you can. But, yeah, Kansas State Chiefs got work, unfortunately, for their sake. Will they be back? Of course. I do believe that. I do think that they have the offensive weapons to return. But defensively, I'm trying to tell you, where was Frank Clark? Where was Chris Jones? Where was the secondary? They got worked on night. Breland, oh, my God. It was – it was tough. It was tough. I mean, Tom Brady put on a clinic, and it's unfortunate because he wasn't throwing anything beyond 10, 15 yards. But got to give it to Gronkowski, who had an excellent game, and guys that, you know, Super Bowl Lenny, Leonard Fournette, who knew that he was going to come back and dominate the way he has. Antonio Brown, I won't waste my time with because I'm not feeling him one bit. But, you know, I think at the end of the day, Tom wins again. That's the narrative. So we'll just keep it pushing. Get ready for next season. Get ready to cheer on some Tar Heels that might be on some Super Bowl winning teams as we gear up for 2021 season. All things pending, we'll be able to cover it, go healthily, and we won't have a whole lot of cutouts in the stadium. So we'll see how that goes pending. But, you know, let's get right into the biggest news of our night (laughs) coming on Monday at 4.58 p.m. The ACC announced this, and I'm going to read it to you verbatim, right? The Atlantic Coast Conference announced today that the Miami at North Carolina men's basketball game will be postponed. The game was originally scheduled to play to be played Monday, February 8th at 7 p.m. The postponement follows a meeting of personnel from both schools who mutually concluded the game cannot move forward today. Both teams continue to adhere to the minimum outline protocols within the ACC Medical Advisory Group Report, which is available on the ACC.com. Come the full 2020-2021 ACC men's basketball schedule can also be found on ACC.com. So that's a full release. I want to read it verbatim so y'all understand what it is. Basically, I'm sure that the Miami AD called them up like, bruh, you can forget us playing because not only are we down rosters, right? We're down player. We're, we're not playing up to where we could be. We don't have the health of, you know, just basic level injuries of players with ankles and knees and elbows and all that good stuff. But you want to add on a potentially harmful 
permanently harmful virus to the mix. Yeah, no, I'm good on that. And I don't blame one bit. One bit I don't blame Miami for saying, no, after this video, we are absolutely not playing. We had UNC Bubba, UNC's Bubba Cunningham, RAD, release a statement saying, we are disappointed that tonight's game against Miami is postponed, and we hope that every effort will be made to reschedule the game. So again, to me, it airs on the side of you weren't the one who said, let's not play this game. I wholeheartedly believe that it was all Miami saying, yeah, you can forget that. And deservedly so. Again, I think that at the end of the day, health comes first. And I'm going to keep harping that until I'm blue in the face. I don't think we should be playing games know-how. But if we're going to do it, let's at least try and do the bare minimum Adhere to the bare minimum outline protocols within the ACC Medical Advisory Group report. We ain't doing that. <laughs> so how did we get here, right? Video was obtained from the Daily Tar Heel that showed our two bigs, one, well, I should say four of our, uh, two of our four bigs on our UNC's roster, Dayron Sharp and Armando Baycott, celebrating the big win over Duke at a party. Apparently, they were singing Mo Bamba, got the drinks flowing. I didn't say they had a drink in their hand, but you could tell that somebody in their group settings were having a good time. Neither of the two had on mask. Nobody in the entire video had on mask, which is concerning for several reasons, because at the end of the day, UNC went hard about <laughs> when we first got here, right? We first got back on the scene with the gangsling. We were sitting here saying, I cannot believe we actually are letting students come back on campus. Within a week, maybe even two, I'll be generous, with even two weeks of being on campus, they had to go home come August. Like, they didn't even get their, you barely unpacked the go-away bag that your mom probably put away, that care package. You barely got a care package sent to you, right? The Your first freshman feeling homesick, and now you need mom to just help you feel better about being away. You barely got that out before they got called up and said, you got to leave campus by XYZ time. So it's just amazing to me how when we're trying to get the second go around for spring classes, they are not more diligent and hard-nosed about ensuring that people are not going out, having parties, doing whatever, what have you. Now listen, it's not perfect. You cannot stop people, you cannot stop essentially grown people is what you call them from going out and doing what they need to do. But like, yeah, you're gonna have to figure it out. Now, why I got a little upset on Twitter, went back and forth with a couple people. That's not my thing. Normally, I am an all, I don't respond. But yesterday had me hot. Or it was Saturday, right? Saturday had me hot. Because I'm sitting here minding my own business sitting here thinking about wow, what a great game we just saw. Carolina takes down Duke. It was a nail biter. It shouldn't have been, but here we are. You know, Carolina was able to squeak one by. Cool. And yet you see the celebration. You see students out there on Franklin Street with the fires going. We've all, I mean, you know, Carolina grad here. We've, we've seen the mattresses burn. We've seen the jumping over fires. We might have done and participated in jumping over fires. Is it right? No, but did we do it? Absolutely. Now, all of that was reckless then. But then you add on a pandemic, right? And it's just crazy. Someone got mad at me because I called it the global pandemic and saying that it was double worded or we're saying it too wrong. I was like, listen, you're focused on the wrong thing. Okay, come on back. Had another guy tell me how about how Purdue was able to pull this off and they're doing just fine. I'd call you a liar. 
I say BS, <laughs> right? Like I'm not going for people missing the point of what I was upset about. And I'm going to tell you what I was upset about. Kevin Gushkowitz, our 12th chancellor of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, just recently became our chancellor, right? He said, quote, I know many Tar Heels enjoy rushing Franklin Street to celebrate a big win, but we are in the middle of a global pandemic and COVID doesn't take a break for the Duke game. We will investigate this incident and work with local authorities to pursue consequences. And now I've heard recently that like over 300 student ticket violations or something of that, whatever have you, have been issued due to, you know, local law enforcement. Cool. Doesn't make sense to me, but fine. My issue is you saying we are in the middle of a global pandemic and COVID doesn't take a break for the Duke game. Why the same hell did you not block off Franklin Street? You knew what the children was going to do. Like, let's stop acting like college kids were not about to go out there and decide to enjoy themselves. That's just the reality of the situation. Let's not play too, we're playing too coy with this, right? You're insulting my intelligence if you truly believe that you thought to yourself, man, these 18 to 20-year-olds are just going to chill at home who haven't had proms, who haven't had graduations, who haven't had, you know, fall semesters with their first L docs or their last L doc, all that good stuff. They haven't had the opportunity to celebrate any of the big moments or have beautiful fall football games. They haven't had any of that. But you want them to watch a Duke Carolina basketball game that actually was a great game, despite the fact that they didn't have fans there and absolutely do nothing but cheer in their dorm rooms. Ignorance. That's ignorance on the adults' part. But again, you can't pick and choose when we decide that these young adults are adults and when they're like, you know, not capable of handling themselves children. So you could do your due diligence in ensuring that there are not, I don't know, fire pits and mattresses being burned. You could stop that. But how did you just let it go? How did the local authorities that you want to work with just let things fly? Because I'm pretty sure there's so much you can do right now in North Carolina, and you have to be very much, very much strict under strict guidelines. Like there's, I don't even know what tier we are on this point. I don't even keep up because I know my butt's in the house. But all I'm saying is, I feel as if this could have been broken up, and yet here we are, mad at some students for being students. I just, you know. What's the over-under on this actually going somewhere? Because half of them kids that I saw looked out there have mommy and daddy going to make this go away. Yeah, my bet is on the over that it goes away. And if I'm going to do that, there's only one place that I trust and one place that has me covered, and that's betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus, you will be straight set, okay? Don't sit on sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski has Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Lock On Today wherever you get podcasts. Now, Carolina beat Duke. I'm done talking about the Carolina-Miami situation because that just made, you know, tore me up. I'm sick of it, whatever. 
Carolina beat Duke over the weekend on Saturday. You know, we're going to we're going to high praise the guys for that. Led by our freshman guard Caleb loves 25 points. He just made a statement, right? <laughs> no pun intended, NC say. I'm sorry. He made a statement in saying like, "Listen, I know y'all been talking all this junk about me, but I'm ready to prove myself, deem myself worthy of being in the top guard at UNC conversation because I do believe that UNC is known for its great guard play. Caleb needed that, especially in a game like Duke UNC. It's always hard to come into Cameron. Fans or no fans, as the boys mentioned multiple times, at the end of the day, we're just trying to win, right? At the end of the day, it's still your rival. We're still trying to beat our rival. (laughs) We still hate Duke in some regards from a you know, school standpoint, it's not so much for players. They're all friends for whatever reason. But yeah, when it's on the court, enemies, off the court, do what we got to do. So Carolina, again, certainly had a great night. From field goal percentage, they were over 50%, which was a rare occurrence, as we know that Clemson game was rough and ugly. But then you had Duke holding holding their own as well with 53 points. It's a pretty even matchup. When you look at three-point percentage, though, Carolina was 66% on the night as opposed to Duke's 44%. Carolina shot that damn ball. I'm trying to tell you. Not only was Caleb Love doing his job, but you look at guys like Kerman Walton with, who, with whom when he sets his feet – it's just a different beast. You have Leaky Black making threes, which is like rare occurrence, but we enjoy it, <laughs> right? It was a sight to see when it came to free throws. Still horrible. <laughs> 59%. I'm not giving you flowers for doing 59%. Can't do it. That's awful. <laughs> that means almost, almost barely, almost a little bit above half the time making your free throws. That's unacceptable because not only could you have put the game away, you could have really just hammered home the point that you're trying to get better at the things that you know are going to be clutch down the stretch when you think about tournament time, right? Essential to winning is going to be making free throws. We also saw rebound percentage was pretty about even with Carolina as 38 to Duke's 31. Turnovers, though, Carolina was 16 turnovers to as opposed to Duke's 15. So both played sloppy game. If you saw that score and said, oh, my God, it was such a close dogfight. Like, what a well-defended game. I'm sure they just went back and forth and shooting the lights out. And it was just a beautiful, woo, I'm here to tell you. (laughs) Don't get your hopes up. It was an awful game. In my opinion, it looked like, you know, we're going back to the YMCA and got all your old heads just trying to do it one more time. But turnovers is just the name of the game. It was rough. Like, it, ooh, sloppy performance from both sides. But it wasn't because, like, oh, it's sloppy performance because you're playing your your rival and everyone just gets a little nervous. No. This is indicative of how Carolina and apparently Duke have been all season. So more so for that, I'm just – I was disappointed in the game from that standpoint because it was just sloppy. But I do appreciate the fact that Carolina stuck it out. You know, they had a lead, they held long leads, but damn it if they didn't let Duke get back in that game multiple times. It was ugly runs at some point. Carolina, though, I mean, I don't even know if it says more about how Duke's year is going or that Carolina is starting to turn their corner. Because once you say they're turning a quote-unquote corner, they drop games like Clemson. So there was that. Your scoring leaders for the game, again, we mentioned Caleb Lowe with 25, Armando Baycott with 16, and Leaky Black with 12, and Garrison with 12. 
So let's talk three keys, though, right? I had said Carolina has to handle the ball well. They cannot afford to make careless errors against their rival. It will not only feed into mentally exhausting narrative that Carolina, that the heels are turnover tyrants, <laughs> but Duke will feed off that energy, as they should, and they capitalize off the turnovers, which they did. But we don't want to give Duke any flashes of confidence because it's there. No matter how tragic they've been playing, if you get confident, especially against a team like Carolina, sky's the limit. And it would just be like hot and cold, hot potato, cold potato. Carolina just didn't know how to take a lead and just step on next, you know, for lack of better phrasing, right? They didn't know how to just annihilate and ram home the point that they are an excellent team. So number two, I said Carolina has got to play better at the guard wing position. What do you know? Caleb Love was a player of the game by far. Caleb's 25 points against Duke earned him ACC freshman of the week. He also put a quality petty post on Instagram with the everybody thinks they are savage until they go up against one. That's great. Now make sure you do the next 25-point performance when you play your next opponent. Okay? Thank you. All right? He averaged 17 points, four and a half rebounds, four assists in games in Clemson and Duke. He recorded a season-high 25 points and seven assists in UNC's win in Duke, becoming the first Tar Heel to ever score 25 points and have seven assists at Cameron. So he did his thing. Ain't gonna knock him, but I need that more, more times. Welcome, welcome to the party. Welcome to the fun, right? Number three, I said Armando Baker has to step into the role that we've been waiting for, you know, Garrison to be in, honestly. And Armando had a decent night with 16 points. It was way better than the game he had against Clemson, but certainly not where we needed him to be. But after a forgettable game, you know, Tuesday, I hope that he was hungry to show up and be the dominant big that he has been for us all season. Made some mistakes, made some sloppy mistakes, but was able to also get in um, down in the paint and just kind of annihilate guys and make guys miss. And, you know, really, (sighs) I got to give it to him. You know, he did a great job. But (laughs) thankfully you know, or not, thankfully, he's still a knucklehead. And that was pretty apparent from that video, right? There's just things that are just unacceptable. Like I get wanting to live your life like it's golden. Trust me. I went to Carolina. I lived my life like it was completely golden, honey. I done done everything there is to do. All of it, right? I, I know what it's like to just have the time of my life, time and place. I understand this a pandemic. I understand it's been hard. It's hard for the layman out here, you know, that is not going to make millions of dollars probably in the next two to three years, right? Like, it's hard for everybody. But I think, like, the fatigue of what is, you know, this pandemic, this quarantine phase, I think it's just getting to everybody. But it's still, like, how do you encourage? So how can I encourage Armando and Dayron? Here's how I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to tell them to them like this. If you can't love and care about your own health and well-being, Like, as a teammate, you've got to recognize, like, that's a problem. Like, care about your own self, right? Sans, your teammates, sans your older coaches who are very much at risk. Like, I just don't understand what went through your mindset, but what you don't get about what, how serious this is. I mean, you saw a kid from App State literally drop dead. Very much so. You can Google it. You saw a man like Keontae Johnson, whose family says it hasn't been COVID-related, but I'm just not buying that, right? You've seen Aja Durr from the New York Liberty, who cannot walk or has to go to the grocery store at 23 years old 
and that's a full day for her. Right. So let me let's stop pretending as if this is for the 65 geriatric bunch. This is very much a real thing for all of us that we're all going through. And a lot of people are doing a lot of things to make sure this season happens. Right. So I think it's the selfishness that makes me upset because so many people are sacrificing so much to make sure that we get sports. That's a whole nother topic we can have for a whole nother day. But that just, you got to take a step back here and recognize the gravity of what (laughs) your silliness, really, your need to celebrate a victory that in the day, I mean, that's the standard. Like beating Duke is the thing. Like I understand, but you shouldn't do, you should do that. I don't know why you're celebrating after the kind of game you played against Clemson. If we're keeping it in the band, ain't no reason for you to be partying about nothing. You need to go be watching film, figuring out how you can not turn a damn ball over But again, I digress. I see where I'm going here. So let me come on back. (laughs) Let me come on back. But I don't want to end on a bad note. So I got to talk about my ladies. You know, I got to talk about my ladies. I got to talk about how they dominated NC State. But, you know, one quarter they took off. But that's fine. (laughs) They came on back in the fourth. So I'm going to wrap up my day with the ladies. Before I do, I've got to remind y'all. I've been looking for great treats to stay fit but keep me nice and toned. That's why I've leaned on Bilt Bar. Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Bill Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health-conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Bill Bar because it's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Make sure you guys download, subscribe to all of our Locked On Podcast Network shows. We have so many opportunities for you to hear some great content, great guests, great news. I know you heard the big news with our partnering with Tegna. There's so many things. If you count the Super Bowl, we had locked on, you know, Tampa Bay, locked on Buccaneers podcast. They were up there, locked on Kansas City, locked on Cheese podcast. Like all of that good stuff is there for us to really enjoy. So make sure you guys check that out. Again, I'm going to better dive into Carolina Duke. I'm going to better dive into Carolina NC State. I'm going to give you a little bit now, but. I just, I can't leave, leave here without some positivity, right? We always got to end on a positive note. So let's talk about my ladies. Cool, cool. They got back on my winning vibe. As I know, the women do well, the men do well. The men do well, the women do well. That's just how we're rocking this season. Straight off the president from GoHeels.com, North Carolina knocked off number four NC State Sunday afternoon in an Atlantic Coast Conference battle. Alyssa Usby led with 20 points. My girl was hooping. Okay, you hear me? She had 20 points, 12 rebounds, both career highs, and graduate student Stephanie Watts adds that 17 points. When I said she was hitting them threes, child, she was hitting them threes. Carolina improved to nine and eight overall, four and eight in ACC play, and two, two, two and two against ranked opponents. Listen, NC State was feeling it. But they won't feel it enough to be us. Okay, I guess they probably took a night off, assuming they had just come off beating number one Louisville, who fell, uh, who was one of the best teams in the country, being number one. They knocked them off. They knocked off South Carolina. But here come our little Tar Heels taking down NC State for the second year in a row. We had coaches honestly dialing in and saying these rivalry games are sacred part of sports. I told the team that this. It's for the institution, it's for our program, it's for our tradition, and you have to honor that with your energy, and they did that. 
Now, the last time the Tar Heels took the Carmichael court Thursday evening, they fell 61-51 to Florida State. It was horrible. They were 27.5% from the shooting for the game and just 19% from three-point range. It was ugly. Couldn't buy a basket. Couldn't shoot their way from a barn, right? It was so bad that coach told their players to forget about it and move on to NCC. Like, you don't even got to talk about certain games. Certain games are just so bad that you just wish and hope for just for better, right? But UNC scored the first five points of the third quarter to move ahead by 12, just under two minutes in the period. I'm telling you, they started out hot, made it 42-30. Tar Heels still held the margin at 44-32 with 5-2 left to play. But then here comes NC State. They battled back to make it a 45-44 game. Third quarter was all NC State. We can't even front, right? All NC State, they held it down. Kunin, 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 let me, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to get my names right. Kunin from NC State ended up fouling out, which was critical for the Tar Heels as they came down the stretch with about two minutes left to play. They were not, they held, they held NC State from getting back in the game with those threes, again, from Petra, from Stephanie Watts. It was just, I was shocked every time. Todd Williams, every time they would throw it up there, I was like, oh my God, about to break. And then it would just swish. And I was like, okay, well, make a liar out of me, honey. Okay. So I'm just happy that the women got the chance to take down who people, a lot of people would argue, if you listen to Lockdown Wolfpack, should be the number one team in the country. But if you beat the number one team, it should be squeaking you closer to give you confidence that you can handle the ACC tournament and possibly get yourself into the NCAA tournament if you keep at it. So we'll keep you locked there. We'll keep you abreast of all of that information as we go on to. We'll dive more into it again, like I said, tomorrow. I think today has just been really all about Miami postponement situation. <sighs> can't harp on it. Can't reemphasize it enough that it's just so critical to just stick this. We're like, I can't even say we're almost there because I don't even know what almost there even looks like. But it you're it's bigger than you, right? And it's hard to explain that to a college kid that is bigger than them. But when you are a student athlete, there's just more that's required of you. It sucks sometimes. I'm not even gonna front. Like I remember my mama telling me, "I don't have your ass in nobody's Daily Tar Heel. <laughs> don't have your ass in nobody's News and Observer. Don't don't get into those situations where." Your name is being reported. I just, that one thing that stuck with me that I'll never forget, right? So I think it's so important to remember you have a greater responsibility, right? And the trickle down effect of everything, like your one mistake, your one need to go out and do whatever you had to do. That's tough. That's tough. I do also believe that we live in a world where everything has to be on film. And that's just, I'm so glad. I'm so glad, Lord, that my days in college were not, everything was not on film and we just enjoyed the moment. Because if we had taken the time to make sure everything was on camera. Woo! I would not be sitting here in front of you today. <laughs> I can assure you that. <laughs> I can assure you that I was back in the school days where you had the camera on your wrist. Forget a phone. You had cameras on your wrist, okay? And your wallet. Wallets, you know, those things. Wrist wallets, wristlets. Okay. You, you knew what I was trying to say. But, uh, man, it's tough. It's tough. So let's just <sighs> smack them on the head and keep it rolling. <laughs> That's what we're going to have to do. We'll talk about it more tomorrow here on Locked on Tar Heels. Again, appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you come back. I Every listen I get is a listen that warms my heart because you didn't have to be here, but you chose this podcast, so it means a lot to me. Make sure you guys, again, lock, at Locked on Heels, at Candace D. Cooper, if you want to talk to me, we'll do all that good stuff as well. So take care, stay smart, stay safe out there, wear your damn mask, and as always, go Heels.